Hello, and welcome back to Talking Talmud. I'm one of your hosts, Jordana Osban, here with my friend Chabruta and Gordon. Our daf today, Masachet Yevamot, daf Nun Gimel, page 53. Well, we're going to wrap up this parak today and start a new parak. I mentioned before that this was a very short parak. Um, and uh, I'm actually just going to sort of read the end of this parak because it's, it gives a general overview of a primary machlokas uh, that takes place in this parak. So the Mishnah had been discussing that when it came to the, you know, the sexual act between the Avam and the Yavama, um, if that takes place either at the beginning, right, uh, nothing is basically effective after it, right? Because in other words, they entered into Yavam. But if it's at the middle or the end, right, something else, in other words, after a different action of either Ma, Ma, or Get, uh, Ma, Ma, or Get, something it, it can be effective after it. And so the Gemara says, Matnina So the Mishnah is not in accordance with this Tana, the Tanya. And so now they quote a Bryce which says, Abiyosi ben Yochanan ish Yerushalayim. So Abiyosi ben Yochanan, a man of Jerusalem, Omer Mishum Rabbi Meir. He says in the name of Rabbi Meir, Achat beila, Achat chalitza, Batchila in Achareha Klum, Beemsa Ubasov Yesh Achareha Klum. So he said, when it comes to uh, intercourse or with chalitza, if they're performed at the beginning, right, nothing is effective after it. In other words, then if if the yavam and, and the yavama uh, consummate the relationship, they, they've entered into marriage, right? They, they, that's a yibam. Um, if they do chalitza, nothing can go after it. Then that zikaban has been completely uh, uh, severed. Um, but, right, what does it go on to say? But But if it's done in the middle or in the end, in other words, it's preceded by some other action, right? Something can be effective after it. So this is different than our Mishnah, which said after Chalitza, nothing is effective. It doesn't make a difference when Chalitza is done. Once Chalitza is done, it's done. There's no relationship anymore between the Yavam and the Yavama. But this Mishnah is saying, that that's only true of Chalitza is done at the beginning. Sorry, this Brisa is saying. So then the Gemara goes on to say, There's basically three different opinions regarding this matter. The first Tana holds, right? Then in the case of uh, intercourse, right? That is, uh, you know, that, beforehand had some type of other uh, action, when there's a reason to issue a decree, in other words, if somebody might violate a prohibition, right, by having a sexual relationship after Chalitza, or a sexual relationship was already had between the Avam and the Avama, we basically issue a decree which establishes that the Bia Pisul, that's basically what it's called here, that the invalid uh, intercourse, right? That 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 sexual relationship that takes place later on cannot be as effective uh, as the uh, as one that took place or in its proper way and in its proper time. But when it comes to chalitza, right? There's no reason, basically, to issue a decree because there's no concern that there could be a prohibited action that could take place after chalitza, so we don't issue a decree. So, in other words. The reason why we have this dispute is because, according to the Tanakama, right, the issue with Bia, the issue with this sexual relationship between the Yavam and the Yavama is, 
what happens if they enter into a sexual relationship after another action happens? And so the point is to say, yeah, we're not going to count it as full BIA because this is a way to make sure that they don't enter into a sexual relationship after something like chalitza, because then actually that sexual relationship is prohibited. But with chalitza, we don't have to worry about that because there's no concern, right, of a prohibited action after chalitza. Because once there's chalitza, it's it's just it it, it it's we don't there, there, you don't need to have this additional uh, gezera that maybe chalitza done later on is not as effective. Once there's chalitza, there's just chalitza. But Rabbi Nechemia Savar, but Rabbi Nechemia, again, who was quoted in our previous Mishnah, he holds, Bia nami leka right? That when it comes to the sexual relationship, right? You also don't need any type of gezera. Udika amar likzor bia achar haget, mishum bia achar chalitza, right? Because, right, we should issue a decree in the case of bia after get uh, because of the parallel of bia after chalitza. Kaven de chalitza de araita, right? Since chalitza is basically de araita, everybody knows that it's chalitza. Everybody knows what it is. It's a de araita, right? And therefore, midayadi, right? Everybody knows it can't follow anything else. There's no concern. And therefore, we don't really need to issue any type of, uh, we don't need to issue any type of gezerah because we know once chalitza is done, nothing's going to happen. Uh, nothing's going to happen afterwards. Right. And also we would say that maybe you should have a decree or you should have come, some type of gezerah about bia that takes place after ma'amar because of bia after bia. In other words, according to to the de'oraisa, yivam is really just accomplished by bia, by the sexual act. And this is known by anybody. So once bia is done, nobody's going to get confused that something else that happens afterwards actually could, you know, sort of have equal weight or, or has the same type of effect. But Abayosi ben Hanan Savar laka Rabbanan de Gazri Bibia, Bigazar Khalitza Mishum Bia. Whereas Rabbi Yosi Abba Yosi ben Hanan holds like the rabbis um, who issue a decree uh, with regard to Bia, right? But he adds and issues a decree even with Khalitza, right? Um, after Bia. And he doesn't differentiate between Khalitza and Bia at all. So what we're basically seeing here is it's sort of repeating what we saw in the Mishnah yesterday, but essentially there's three ways of looking at this. And again, it's that interplay between the Dura and the Dura Banan. And so there's, you know, the question of the Tanakama is basically saying, you know, you don't need, um, uh, the Tanakama is basically saying, uh, you know, you just need a gazera when it comes to Bia, but you don't need any of these gazeras when it comes to Chalitza. Rabbi Nechami is saying you don't need any gazeras. Everybody understands that Bia and Chalitza are the actual derisa piece of Yibum. And then you have somebody like, uh, you know, Rabbanan or Abiyosi ben Hanan, who basically says, nope, you need extra gazeras. You need something else put in place because not everybody understands how this actually works, and there could actually be some confusion. And so we very rarely find something that I find in Tanitic literature, at least, 
has sort of three such divergent uh, sort of opinions. I mean, we see it, but the three is actually very striking. Usually it's two people. Um, and also it's sort of all the different permutations or possibilities here in terms of the Gezerah here. And so I think this also shows us a little bit, again, sort of the confusion or the ambivalence that Chazal had around Yibam and what was their responsibility to put some of these extra Gezerot, or in some opinions, right, like at least Rabbi Nechemid, you didn't need any extra Gezerot because the Deoraisa is just understood as the Deoraisa. Um, and so to me, this is an interesting machlokas because I think each opinion is sort of reflective of how far do the rabbis need to go to sort of protect the integrity of this mitzvah. Okay. I, and I think that really caps this parak also, by the way, um, overall. I want to just note that depending on your masachet, um, meaning the actual volume that you have, my Gemara, anyway, here has a very nice chart outlining the different kinds of cases that have been established, you know, throughout the whole chapter. Um, so, for example, when you have Ma'amar, when there's, a, if you would have a get, if you would have Bia, if you would have Chalitza, and then what comes after that, you know, after Ma'amar, what happens? Is it, is it Yibum? Is, meaning, is it Bia? Is it, or, or for that matter, Chalitza, right? Like, what happens next um, for each of the cases? So I think that's a nice chart. Unfortunately, we talked about this before. We can't just randomly go publish other people's uh, charts, or we would do so. Um, but that's in the again, that's in the Koran, Noe, English, whatever version. Um, it comes in various formats. Um, okay, the next chapter. Here we go. Uh, Parak Vav. We haven't had a Parak Vav in a long time, Yordana. Oh, um, not in a very long time. And this one's going to go up to 16. So we got a <laughs> lot of parents here. Okay. A new Mishnah. Meaning uh, there's a case of Yibum. And in fact, the there are sexual relations between the two, right? Ben Bishogeg, Ben Bimezid. This is always an interesting this, um, different distinction, right? Um, whether this act of sex has taken place bishogeg or bemezid, whether it is unintentional or intentional. How could it be unintentional? It doesn't mean that the act itself, the physicality of it is unintentional, but it could be that he doesn't know that the person that he's sleeping with, let's say, is the is the person with whom he's got a situation of yibum, right? He, you know, he, that's one possibility, right? Or, you know, okay, so that's, you know, that's the shogi case, bemezid, um, he might have slept with her, but without the plan of it being uh, for the case of Yibum, right? Ben Baones, Ben Baratzon, whether there's been coercion, meaning of of him, of the act, not him of her. We're not talking about rape here, right? Um, whether he is willing. What if he doesn't know, but she does know? And again, here I think we get into soap opera territory. What if he knows, but she doesn't know? Who anus vehilo anusa? He is forced, but she is not. He anusa vehulo anus. She is forced, but he is not. Again, not by him. It would mean forcing from, um, you know, some external power, whatever that is forcing them together uh, for this act of sex that is with between the people who already have a yibum status. Achad ma'arev achad hagomer kana velochi leg ben bi'al bi'ah. So. The conclusion here is, 
it, it doesn't make a difference whether the act of intercourse here is done in uh, the regular way, an atypical way. You know, it, it doesn't, none of this matter. All of these cases end up with the same, um, the same, they're going to be in the same category, right? That's what the mission is doing here, putting all of these things into one category. And then it goes on without even really telling us yet, like, what is what this means right we just know that they all have the same status we don't know yet what the implications of that are likewise somebody who has a man who sleeps with any of the arayot relationships in the torah um or any of the psulot meaning let's say a kohen and a grusha a kohen and a divorcee gone or here we go um, a widow for the high priest, a divorcee, or somebody who's had chalitza for a regular kohen, mamzeret or nitina Yisrael, somebody who's got the status of a mamzeret or the status of a nitina who marries a regular Jew, um, not a kohen. Ba Yisrael mamzer v'lanatin psala v'lo chilek ben bialbia. And likewise, all of these end up in the same category, and we do not distinguish between bialbia, which again is understood to mean um, atypical bia or regular bia, bia here being the term for intercourse, and the the atypical bia is traditionally understood to mean what they call elsewhere lokidarka, not in the regular way of doing it, and um, we would translate that to be anal intercourse. But again, all of this is categorization that puts all of these people in these groupings without yet telling us what's really going on. And so the Gemara you know, I'm not the first to, to point, to, to notice this, right? My afilu. So the Gemara says, what are we talking about here? That we've got afilu in the statement, right? The filu is afilu hushogeg, and it goes on, right? The Gemara says, what's going on here that we've got all of these cases that are like kind of shown together, for lack of a better term, and, and we don't really know what the are, are they there for to be an exception? Are they there to establish a rule, right? It's not yet clear. So the Gemara says, what does this mean that it says even, even if she's unwitting and he's intent and he is intending to be there and so on? The Gemara, all of this, Lomi Bai Ka'amar, Lomi Bai Hushogig. Okay, I'm sorry, I don't want to get that far into the question of the Shogig. The Gemara then goes on, I'm jumping to the next bit, where it says, Anus Dematnitin Hechidami. The Gemara wants to go, you know, delve into this question of how could it be that the man is coerced? And again, the coercion is coming from, the Gemara establishes it, the Gemara is coming from some kind of external force. The non-Jews are having their amusement or whatever, right? And still I'm asking, you know, what are we really talking about here? We have a Mishnah and we don't know yet what it's all about. And with that, our daf ends. So stay tuned. Tomorrow's daf is coming. Yeah, so I think we're, you know, starting a, a, a new parak with some new uh with some new interesting um concepts here. Um again, this does sound a little bit similar to the previous parak a little bit. I don't know if you felt that way when you read this Mishnah. In terms of the list of cases, yes. Yeah. There I think I did feel a little more clear like why they are being linked together, like for to what end. We don't have right. that yet here. But to me, what's interesting about this Mishnah is, is that we know that Deoraisa, Bia is actually the act that has to happen for this Yavam and Yavama to begin their relationship. 
And we don't get to the details of it until the sixth parak. Like, think about how much we've learned about Yibam till we actually get to the essence of how it's described on a Dara level. Like, we've had a lot of talk about a lot of other things so far. Um, yes, I think that's true. And I think that's where the Gemara is going to go with all of these cases, right? Like, why are they all here? What are we going to learn from them? I think that's exactly the direction that we're going to see. Well, that's our DAP discussion for the day. Rank us, review us on all major podcasts. Thank you to Arvind Michelle Carver for hosting us on the Hadron website. Let us know what you thought about this stuff at our Talking Talmud Facebook page. And until tomorrow, go and learn.